today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about, uh, well, the spread of the virus. And at the beginning part of the program, I, I, I hope you caught, because we talked with a number of people that are very, very concerned about the impact this is having on our healthcare system. Uh, and, and I'm talking about, first, in hospitalizations. Uh, Jeff Semple from jo- Global joined us. Uh, he spent uh, the day touring an ICU in, 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 uh, in Toronto in the GTA yesterday uh, and talked about the, the problems they're facing right now, not enough beds, not enough ventilators. I mean, and, and the, the average age of the people being accepted into ICUs now with COVID uh, is under 50. Uh, it used to be, well, this is just a seniors thing. Not anymore, not with this virulent. So we're very concerned about transmission. Well, yesterday on the program, I talked with uh, Dr. Timothy Sly. Uh, Dr. Sly is an epidemiologist and a professor emeritus in the School of Population and Public Health with Ryerson University. And yesterday on the program, he said that, look, we need to focus on those who are the transmitters in this. We now need to be asking who's able to pass it on. If they become infected, they can now pass it on to four, six, 14, 23 other people. These are the transmitters, and that's where we begin to say, look, let's forget about the age necessarily. Let's look, see what they do, how much contact they have. For example, public-facing officials of any kind, whether they're in the long-term care, whether they're in the homes, uh, residences, jails, food-packing plants, working with other colleagues, these should be at the top of their list. Well, is that the government policy? It hasn't been so far, and that's, I think, part of the problem when we look at exactly where this is happening, uh, especially if you look at Peel Region, which is, I guess, for the longest time now, always been either at the top or near the top of, uh, of one of the hottest spots of, of the transmission of the, the virus over the last 13 or 14 months, uh, which, by the way, coincidentally, Peel Region seems to be where there seem to be an awful lot of uh, factories and warehouses, people working in close quarters uh, for long periods of time. And we've seen outbreaks in many of these facilities. So what are we doing about this? And what's the government going to do about this? I want to bring Marcy Birchfield into the conversation, uh, Vice President of the Economic Blueprint Institute. Uh, Marcy, thank you so much for the time. Good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. Thank you for uh, the invitation to share the insights from our work with your listeners. Appreciate it. Because this is something that's always bothered me about this. I mean, everybody should get vaccinated. We want to see that happen. I'm ready to roll my sleeve up today if I could get, you know, the vaccination. But the problem is, is we don't seem to be targeting uh, where the spread is. And now I I think everybody was in agreement initially to say, yeah, okay, people at long-term care facilities, the, you know, frail and elderly, the most vulnerable, we get that. Uh, But the people that are working in situations like factories and manufacturing facilities like this, uh, are, are in great peril because of this, and the numbers indicate that, uh, and we're now just getting around to doing that. I mean, it, it, that that's a concern. Yeah, yeah. So let me maybe we just first start to tell you a little bit about the origin of, of the work that we, we've done to, to look at this issue of sure. where the transmission is, is happening. And you know, so the Economic Blueprint Institute, it's, we're kind of a, a new unit within the Toronto Region Board of Trade, and we're really dedicated to developing a data-driven picture of our regional economy to better inform decision-making, you know, on all, all stops, whether it's infrastructure spending or programs. Um, and late last fall, we, we released a report called Shaping Our Future. And in that, we looked at the impact of the, of, of the pandemic across the cities in our region, you know, from Mississauga to Waterloo to Toronto, um, all those, like, how has, how has this virus impacted businesses um, in that area, in, these, in, the, in our metropolitan region, and what does it look like on the ground? And so we, we uh, identified these five types of active business districts and found that 75% of the jobs pre-pandemic were in these, these areas. So we had this baseline of information that we can kind of delve into. And 
we, we, we started to do these profiles of the five districts and looked at, you know, what we found was there was a really unevenness on the economic impact of the pandemic um, at, in these different business districts. And we really decide, we really are, are stressing that it needs to be kind of a place-based approach to, to, uh, to the um, uh, vaccination deployment as well as recovery planning. So where we focused our research was on this, what we call the goods district. And that's where you said, where the warehousing is happening, where the manufacturing logistics. And over 60% of the workers in this district cannot work from home. So what our data showed was that economic activities, you know, spending um, and travel to this particular district just kept going through the pandemic. Whereas if you look at the downtown, downtown Toronto, for example, you know, there was a plummet in terms of economic activity, both from a consumer spending and from, you know, travel. But in these, in, in Peel in particular, um, it contains over 170,000 jobs that cannot be done remotely with many of them deemed essential, you know, truck drivers, material handlers, laborers in our food and beverage manufacturing, people bringing food to our tables, shippers and receivers. All of these people just kept traveling during the pandemic to work um, because they absolutely had to. They had no choice. Um, and so the, la- the, the other piece of, of, uh, of data that we were able to bring is we were able to go a bit more granular to look at the area around Pearson Airport. That's where the bulk of, you know, our, our, our warehousing um, uh, mm-hmm. facilities are, as well as a lot of the manufacturing that's happened, in, you know, in southern Ontario. And in that area, we were able to see both the frequency of travel to these workplaces, but also where the workers were coming from. You know, 40% of the commuters were coming from Brampton. 17% from Toronto, mostly from the northwest side, northwest corner of Toronto. 16% were coming from Mississauga. And our data also showed that many of these folks are coming from low-income, racialized communities and some of the neighborhoods that are hardest hit by COVID. So it, 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 what we're suggesting is combining these different data sources you know, by where people live that have high, that, that are, that are high case, case counts, but also where they work. Linking those two pieces of information, we can really improve our vaccination strategies. I've had occasion to drive up uh, through some of those areas, of course. I've got family up around the Collingwood Blue Mountain and uh, Cotton Berry areas. And uh, if you go up Airport Road, as you say, it's it's warehouses, factories. Uh, I, I think 70% of the vehicles, I think, are transport trucks. But because it, it, it's a beehive of economic activity, it's great to see that, uh, you know, uh, thriving. Yeah. But it's also, as you say, uh, it's a Petri dish for, for the, the spread of this virus. And, and this is a, one of the things that I find so frustrating about this is, that, you know, uh, we've heard the story stories about the, you know, the Canada Post depots and some of the other factories up there. Uh, and and uh, yet they can't work from home. You're absolutely right. I mean, they, they can't, that's the job to be there and to be these sorts of things. We're not offering them protection. As one of my colleagues said, and I think that it was very poignant, the job should determine the jab. Uh, that's when you, you give the, the injections to the people that are most at risk. And right now it's, it's those people. And I, I guess the government's finally starting to see that. But boy, I wish they'd done this about three months ago. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, these these workplaces have absolutely been on the forefront of, of putting in safety protocols to keep their workers safe. It is the nature of their work. It is the nature of the facilities that they. Oh yeah, I, I want to make that clear. Uh, You're absolutely right, Marcy. It's yeah. not as if they're not trying yeah. to, to, you know, they are yeah. trying to, to mitigate this. But I mean, the, you can only do so much in a factory setting like that. That's right. That's right. And the warehouses as, as well. It's a fast yeah. pace. And, and, and not to mention that, you know, with all of us working from home and ordering our stuff 
on from online, their work has actually increased. I mean, e-commerce oh, has sure. just skyrocketed during this period of, the, of a pandemic. So between, you know, the, just the nature of their work and then the, the again, again, the increase in, 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 in the workload, of course, these are going to be vulnerable places for, for transmission. And, you know, you were right. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the government did the right thing and public, following public health to first vaccinate the most vulnerable, which we, we have done. And now, it, now you know, what we're saying is the uh, Toronto Region Board of Trade and, and other, uh, you know, employers and employer-based organizations is let government and businesses work together uh, to to really, you know, uh, uh, be part of the vaccination, you know, strategy solution. Well, uh, kudos to you and uh, and to the folks at the Toronto Region Board of Trade for doing the research on this uh, and, and laying this out here. And I, I'd like to think that you played a large part in the province uh, deciding to pivot here and understand uh, that they're going to have to alter the vaccine policy. And, and hopefully it's going to pay big dividends uh, for those people because uh, they're doing great work. And as you say, their their workload has increased because of the, those of us that are staying at home and, and online ordering and all this sort of stuff, too. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that this is the, the first of a, a number of better days for them. Uh, let's stay in touch. Yeah. We'll see how the numbers track in the next little while, Marcy. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Bill. Have a great day. You too. Marcy Birchfield, of course, uh, Vice President of the Economic Blueprint Institute and, of course, uh, associated with the Toronto Region Board of Trade. And that's good. That's great that they're finally going to identify and target uh, those people who are most vulnerable in this situation. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.